we're back again with another episode of the Nilibur Round Podcast. I'm Ronaldo McKenzie, and with me is... I'm Dante Nelson. Hey, guys, what's going on? And, um, of course, as promised, uh, we continue with breaking news commentary because there's lots happening in the news. Earlier, we commented on a press release um, regarding the Urban Indian Heritage Society um, on their breaking groundbreaking research regarding the misclassification of American families, including West Indian families, and they're doing a presentation next week, Monday, from about 6 to 9 p.m. at the Jamaica Theological Seminary's Caribbean Thought class. Um, but as promised, we continue with um, n- more news commentary on what's going on in the news. Of course, for today, we um, we will talk about former President Donald Trump indicted. And of course, Trump-appointed Judge Eileen Cannon is to oversee initial proceedings. Again, today we break the news that former President Donald Trump is indicted and that Trump-appointed Judge Eileen Cannon is to oversee initial proceedings. It's not breaking news, actually. I mean, it's breaking news commentary in terms of how we are contextualizing and presenting the news. It's a breaking news commentary perspective because no one is presenting this particular perspective on the issue on this particular issue i mean we broke it earlier or yesterday in the neoliberal commentary and uh, and we made it and we tweeted it out today we are not we are present we are presenting it to you on um in audio podcast that's what's coming up on the neoliberal Round podcast Welcome back to the episode. Former President Donald Trump is indicted and his appointee, Judge Aileen Cannon, will oversee the initial proceedings. In a significant development, former President Donald Trump has been indicted on several federal charges related to his, to his handling of classified documents. Assigned to oversee the initial stages of the case is U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon, a judge appointed by Trump himself. This news has sparked intense interest and raised concerns about potential biases and delays in the legal process. The indictment against Trump 
comes in the wake of the FBI's seizure of over 100 documents with classified markings from Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort in August 2022. Despite vehemently denying any wrongdoing, Trump's fate now rests in the hands of the justice system. However, questions arise about the impartiality of Judge Cannon given her direct appointment by Trump and the potential for a more favorable judicial environment in Florida. Now, President Donald Trump, President Donald Trump's indictment faces potential obstacles as Judge Eileen Cannon, a Trump-appointed judge, presides over the case. Concerns arise due to speculation of strategic placement to impede any legal action against Trump. Trump's relocation to Florida was what we call a chess move, further raises suspicions of favorable treatment from his judiciary. The impartiality of Judge Eileen in Judge Eileen in handling Trump's new indictment is eagerly awaited by many. Now, court documents and insider sources have confirmed that Judge Eileen Cannon will be presiding over the initial proceedings of the case. This development has prompted discussions about the potential impact of a Trump-appointed judge on the fairness and integrity of the trial. Skepticism regarding the objectivity of judging of, of judges of judges, skepticism regarding the objectivity of judges in cases involving influential political figures or individuals with connections has become prevalent in recent times. The concerns surrounding Judge Cannon extend beyond her current assignment. In August 2022, her decision to restrict the FBI's use of the seized classified documents during the investigation garnered significant attention from legal experts and scholars. The subsequent delay, the subsequent delay in the investigation and legal proceedings prompted an 11th Circuit Court of Appeals panel to overturn Judge Cannon's order citing her overstepping of jurisdiction in the probe. The incident serves as a reminder of the delicate balance between judicial authority and law enforcement imperatives, particularly in high-profile cases. Furthermore, Judge Cannon is currently presiding over the Castro v. Trump lawsuit, where Judge Anthony Castro, a GOP 2024 presidential candidate who has been on this show before several times, is suing Trump for alleged violations of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Castro asserts that Trump's actions supporting the January 6th insurrectionists render him ineligible to hold the presidency or to run for office. However, concerns have arisen regarding Judge Cannon's handling of this case as well. In an interview with me on the Neil Brown podcast, the Neoliberal Run by Ronaldo McKenzie YouTube channel, and as part of the Neoliberal Corporation Moral Magazine's Castro v. Trump series, Castro accused Judge Cannon of deliberate delays and filing difficulties. In response, Castro has recently filed a writ of mandamus, urging the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals to dismiss Judge Cannon and recuse her from the case, citing partiality bias 
and intentional trial delays and we've heard this if um, Cash, Mr. Castro has commented on this several yeah, times if you can recall and um, they had they had dismissed it but then he now he had, he went back about two weeks ago and of course um, you can see the Castro v. Trump series part three um, and if you go to the um, to the Nilibor Moore magazine this particular article is available there and that particular um, podcast where he presented this particular case about Judge Eileen Cannon um, he talked about that but this particular this particular issue on that ep- on that episode now let me continue complicating matters further is Trump's strategic relocation of to Florida where, where he has appointed surrogates including judges in key positions he, where he has appointed judges oh sorry sorry complicating matters further is Trump's strategic relocation to Florida where he has appointed surrogates including judges in key positions this strategic move raises the suspicions of potential favoritism and an advantage and an advantageous legal environment for Trump critics argue that such maneuvers undermine accountability and obstruct justice without repercussions. As former President Donald Trump faces potential legal hurdles, the, the, one must wonder that the impartiality and fairness of Judge Eileen Cannon in overseeing the case are under intense scrutiny. Now, the, the judge, the, sorry, the delays and perceived biases in the ongoing Castro v. Trump in the ongoing Castro v. Trump lawsuit add to concerns about the integrity of the legal process and what's happening with this particular case. Now you can I'm gonna you can stay updated on the latest development by following the Nearly Barrel podcast with yours truly, Ronaldo McKenzie, my, co- my co-host, of course, Dante Nelson. And for comprehensive coverage, read the forthcoming transcripts in the Neoliberal Corporation mobile magazine, which features Mr. John Anthony Castro talking about this, the latest uh, um, on the Castro Retro trial. Um, I think... Um, um, I can't remember uh, Chris Christie, the former governor of um, New Jersey, is now has announced that he's running for president and that he's the only one he who can take on Trump. Um, absolutely ridiculous and absolutely out of the question. He's tried to take on Trump before and he failed, and he th- and now he says that and now he can take on Trump. You tried before and you failed. So what make you think that you can say that? That makes no sense. And secondly. And the only person who is taking on, on Mr. Trump is Mr. John Anthony Castro. He's the only one taking on Trump and taking him on in the right way. Okay? Because, and Mr. Trump, can I tell you, he is smart. He, 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 he's playing a chess game. He, he planned for all of this. He planned for all of this. That is why he moved to Florida, if you want to know why he moved to Florida. <laughs> That is why he moved to I mean, Why did he move to Florida from New York? He moved to Florida from New York because New York has too many liberal judges. Okay? 
and he appointed all of these judges in Florida and all of these liberal judges until now he lived in judge and the lawsuits against him won't necessarily stick. Unless you take it to the Supreme Court. <laughs> this is the Neil Burman Podcast. Brought to you by the Neil Corporation. We're serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges by making popular what was the monopoly. And please visit us by going to https colon forward slash forward slash um, we have a new um, the uh, the neoliberal forward slash forward slash the neoliberal.com but the podcast had has a new um, we the podcast has a new we have a new um, URL it's yeah it's https colon forward slash forward slash podcasters dot spotify dot com slash pod slash what was this update <laughs> something of the sort um <laughs> slash something it's but you know if you use anchor.fm slash the neoliberal anchor.fm slash the neoliberal you will still get access to it and the yes, new correct. it's easier for it's rules i can't the other one is well, difficult no that one <laughs> no podcast please remember that anchor is now spotify Okay, right, Anchor right. Dr. Fem, the, the podcast, the platform that we, the, pod, the platform for creators is now taken over by Spotify and it's, called, it's now called um, Spotify for podca- podcasters of the sort. And, um, and, the, and so to, the URL for our show is a little bit more challenging. It doesn't, I can't remember it. So, but if you type in anchor.fm slash the neoliberal, you get us. And please, we are doing a campaign for, we're doing a book drive for the for neoliberalism we plan to do um we're, we're really doing a lot with the neoliberal and you we're going to do another show talking about what we're doing here at the, at the neoliberal corporation and how you can get involved how you can support us um please support the show support the the corporation the organization where i think tank digital media company that is serving the world today to solve the most challenges and that you know by making popular what was the monopoly and um, and please, we are hoping that you can work with us, support us, so we can meet our demands and and meet and 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 and, and empower people through the, the stories that we tell and the programs that we offer and what we're doing in the world. Please, as we say, when you pray, don't pray sitting. Yes, when you dream, don't don't pray don't dream don't dream sleeping. Believe and have faith, but stay away from the naysayers. <laughs> and for those of us who are wondering what's going on with my second book, Neoliberalism, Neoliberal Globalization Reconsidered, Neocapitalism and the Death of Nations, that is, it's not out yet because it's still being reviewed by the reviewers at Haymarket um, with, uh, with a view of them publishing it. With a view of them publishing it, it will be published by Haymarket. It will be published. Haymarket will be, will publish the book, and we have done quite a bit of update. I actually have a third and a fourth book ready to publish, and um, I continue to provide a uh, lecture yes. lecture at the Jamaica Theological. Yes. The yeah, yeah, all of that. And the, but no, yeah, that's that's gonna wait. That's part of the research at Georgetown. That's it's part of the research at Georgetown, and um, and that's on, and we're and I'm on break a little bit from Georgetown, but I, I, the goal is to be back in at Georgetown in January. But um, please um support us, go visit our website, see what we're about. Um, please access our services if you check out our website and go to where we have several. So we have a lot of services to offer, 
um, podcasting services, consulting services, content development, web hosting, web domain, um, content development services, writing services, editing services, academic support services. If you are self-publishing, we can provide we can provide help with that. While we we also develop our research capabilities, and um, we're happy to add um, um, Chantal Burton to our staff here, and she provide. Um, we are we're happy to that for that. Yeah, she's a great individual. Absolutely, yes. Hands on. <laughs> um, Ramon Henry, our IT director, we just added. Um, two clients that we're working on we're providing web services and web hosting and we continue to expand and to develop and to grow please and we we have and we are growing expanding with some other students some of my former students at um, jts we are, we, we, they are performing part of the neoliberal group, uh, movement the neoliberal corporation yes, don't forget about the world as well yes right? yes and we, we are we happy to yes we are a free platform please you know, support us donate the to the show how will we how will we be how will we provide other news of commentary that we are that we are doing if it wasn't for the world well i mean we are we are all about serving the world today i mean a lot of people and people a lot of people get this come um a lot of people are challenged when i say serving it's too poetic serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges serving the world today to solve tomorrow to 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 serve to solve tomorrow's challenges. One of the problems that we have tomorrow is artificial intelligence poses problems for tomorrow. Okay, we talk about privilege, power, and position, and exploring neoliberalism, globalization, and what gives in the past, and what opportunities do we have for the future? Mm. Say, for example, we say if the Caribbean is an invention of the 20th century, uh, how will they reinvent themselves for the for the 21st century? I'm borrowing um, Norman Durbin's book, um, the, the the Caribbean Thought Reader, but that was that's a powerful statement, and I and I've often said that. Yes, and um, that's her. We wow. have to, and you know that's a powerful question. It means we have to be willing to share. That's a, a powerful question. For it means we have to be willing to exchange and to, you know, and and you know, I mean, and this is this is powerful. We will talk this summer. By the way, Monday. Monday we will have um, we will oh I have a podcast to share with you guys I'm I'm teaching at Jamaica Theological Seminary the summer semester in Caribbean thought I did a lecture on Friday that I have to share with you guys probably I won't share that until maybe Saturday or Sunday you will get we will share that um, on the YouTube um, channel and um, we will have that available for you guys if you visit that um, and it will be available in audio as well um, we are, on Monday we have the UIHS presenting at the Jamaica Theological Seminary. We're looking forward to that. Um, visit the the, the, the Neoliberal Corporation's Moore Magazine website for all the details and the stories and what's happening and and materials and so on and so forth. Thank you so much, guys. Support us. Visit our programs and the, and get involved in the campaign. Uh, we have several campaigns. Please, we're 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 doing a, a book fund campaign where we're trying to raise funds in 30 days and we're also inviting you to support to the program support to our agency as we seek to serve the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges by making popular what was the monopoly